And now, from the Room 111 Studios, it's the Retired Teacher Coach Podcast with James Sternovan. Well, hey there, listener. Welcome back to the Retired Teacher Coach Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I sometimes watch my grandchildren move and bend and squat, and I get nostalgic. My grandson effortlessly plops down into a full sumo squat, and he can remain there indefinitely with perfect form. My granddaughter sits comfortably with both legs fully contacting the floor and bent back towards her so her ankles rest right beside her hips. So everything's on the floor. Her her hips are on the floor, her knees are on the floor, her ankles are on the floor, and she's incredibly comfortable in this position. It's easy to witness such youthful displays of mobility and get discouraged, but please don't. They're just young people doing what comes naturally. (laughs) You used to do the same thing. But now, as a seasoned adult, you probably can't perform such feats. You might be able to, but I doubt it. (laughs) And this, dear listener, teases the problem. Mobility is important, but when it comes to the ability to move freely and easily, many older adults become discouraged by their advancing stiffness and just stop trying. And this, unfortunately, exacerbates everything. It doesn't have to be this way. And this, dear listener, is where Tiffany Wilmot, who's a 58-year-old educator and entrepreneur from Nashville, makes a dramatic appearance. Tiffany started teaching group fitness classes at age 16. What I love so much about this interview is Tiffany's transparency in terms of coping with her aging and her declining abilities. This is an accomplished woman, but she's humble and real and goes through the same struggles as you do, as as I do, as all of us do. But Tiffany's all about mobility. Her passion shines through, and she wants you to keep trying, keep experimenting, and please don't give up. As I described in the interview, I'm committed to mobility, but I got tired of doing yoga. I love and respect yoga, and and believe me, I think yoga is great, and it would be a wonderful start for somebody who wants to acquire some more mobility. But I got bored doing sun salutations and down dogs, so I created my own mobility routine. In fact, I don't really have a set routine. Uh, Now six out of seven days, I I do a diverse 10-minute mobility routine soon after waking. And I didn't dream up these routines. I found them on YouTube, and I mix and match constantly and alter. (laughs) I love variety. And I include a link on the episode page to uh, a, a great fast mobility routine for those of us who sit and work at a computer. It works on thoracic spine tightness, which I certainly have and I think most people do. Hey, I I love this episode. Buckle up and enjoy. I help retired educators make awesome health and lifestyle choices. My name is James Sturdivant. I taught high school for 34 years. I'm over 60. I'm in great shape and I feel fantastic. I would love for you to take my coaching on a free 21-day test drive. Just navigate over to theretiredteachercoach.com and sign up. 
It's time for you to reclaim your vitality. So here we are in the room 111 studios and it is a cold winter day and I'm talking to a friend. Her name is Tiffany Wilmot and she is from Nashville, Tennessee. So say hello, Tiffany. Hey, Jim. I'm so glad to be here. Well, I can tell you that you guys, I looked on Weatherbug and you're having kind of the same weather we are. It's cold it down there in Tennessee. It's so it? cold. <laughs> well, you'll appreciate this. So I, I was very dedicated this morning. And I always tease Tiffany that I sprint, but my sprints aren't very impressive, but I do it anyway. And this morning I went over and it was nine. And I was thinking, should I be doing this? And I got out and I got moving. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it was all, I was, you know, wore, wore some layers, kept my head covered, kept my hands covered. And I actually was pretty invigorated by it all. Good for you. That's so <laughs> impressive. Wow. Well, I did not do any sprints this morning. No, I don't. I don't know why I did. To be honest with you, I was impressed. I was really thinking about bagging it, and when I got out of the car, I was like, "Damn, it's cold out here." I just, I just felt like I got smacked in the face. But I went out there and I started moving, and it wasn't so bad. Right, it's not so bad. But I bet you did some. I bet you did some activity today. I bet you did. I, a little... I did some activity today, but I did not do sprints outside. And okay, well we're gonna get to that. It's here too. It's not. It's not as cold as there, but it's pretty cold. It's pretty darn it's cold. cold. In Nashville. Yeah, you got it, man. So here's the thing. I ask this to every guest. It's a incredibly annoying question, which I love. So but why, I wait. Why wait? Why do you do it if it's annoying? I think it reveals a lot. Okay. Some, sometimes people are not, are not very open and it does, it does tend to uh, prompt them to describe themselves. So let, let's just say you're on a dating app. Let's say you have a profile. How would, what would it read? Um, well, let's see. I'm a mom and a business owner and um, I have exercised my whole life. That's mm -hmm. why it is we're talking today. And um, I've, I started out as a dancer, as a ballet dancer and then a musical theater performer um, doing musicals on, on stage. And then when I injured my feet, I switched to aerobics back uh, in the day. And I've been teaching group exercise since I was 16. Damn. And so ever since. So how old are you now? About 40 years. I'm 58. I didn't know that. I thought you were younger than that. There you go, man. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so so you, have, uh, you have been doing fitness for 40 years. So really when you're 16, so 42 years. Then. Right. I mean, since that's what I've been teaching. Um, wow. I started dancing when I was three. Dang. Um, but um, the way I started teaching aerobics was kind of funny. I, um, I had hurt my feet and I couldn't dance and my, and back, back then, now it's not PC to say this, but back then my mother said, you're getting fat. You need to come to my right. aerobics class with me. And, right. you know, it was the era of uh, thong leotards and striped tights and Jane Fonda. And we got to the class and I took the, the, class and um it was fun and mm -hmm. so the, we went back the next day and the teacher didn't show up and so they said can anyone teach this class 
because you have we have 20 students here what do we do and I said well I can teach kind of a ballet-ish class and anyway that's how I started teaching that took some chutzpah at age 16. just I was used to dancing so I just it's not just that but you had the uh you had the guts or the gumption or whatever you want to call it to go up in front of a room full of adults and tell them what to do that's pretty cool and i'm still doing it now (laughs) 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 okay now describe for my audience what's our connection um our connection is through your brother, Mark, right. uh-huh. and um, he and I uh, have known each other since 1997. Hard to believe. I uh, know, hard to believe. Yeah. But um, we, uh, we actually started dating a couple of years ago after sure. we, were, we were both divorced. I actually don't remember meeting him in 97, but he says we met in 97. So he must have made a great impression. Maybe you were leading a room in something and he was a participant. Maybe. <laughs> He's like, wow, that instructor's pretty uh, interesting. And that look where it led to. Here we are. Yeah. I, I think so. I think you and I have known each other for maybe five years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Tiffany is one of those people that is a wonderful listener. And so that makes her easy to talk to. And She's also a multi-faceted person, which is another great aspect of interacting with Tiffany. So when you interact with Tiffany, number one, she listens to you intently, and then she pulls up all this amazing experience, which adds to the conversation. So I was really, uh, I was really taken with you uh, from the get-go. Oh, that's so nice. Thank yeah, you. no problem. Now, you're an entrepreneur. You mentioned that. I did, yes. But you're not just a fitness instructor. You're an educator on many levels. So talk about those two things, those two aspects of Tiffany. Go for it. Okay. Um, so I also, um, I, started, I started an environmental engineering business in mm-hmm. 1994. Um, and so it's been a little over 27 years. And um, I started it back when people didn't think about the environment as much as they do now and climate change. Um, And back then people were only interested in doing it to save money. So um, I would help businesses, large businesses mostly reduce their waste and save money. So if they started composting and they didn't have to throw as much away or they recycled their plastics or their waste, I could decrease their wastewater generation, then they could save money and they could um, tell their employees that and the employees were happy and they could publicize it to the outside world and um, say, oh, aren't we doing a great job? And, and actually we're saving money too. Um, and so that led to something called LEED certification. Mm-hmm. Um, LEED is a green building rating system. We started doing that um, in the early 2000s. And then we added um, engineering in terms of waste reduction for energy, energy water waste reduction. And we started adding solar to it um, about eight years ago. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then the final piece that we've 
grown to do is something called triple bottom line analysis. And that's looking at not just the cost savings that, that you get from doing the environmentally correct thing, um, but also the social and the environmental benefits. And when you monetize those and add them all together, it's, it's a lot bigger. Yeah, that's impressive. Number. So um, anyway, so that's what I do. And I run a, a business here in Nashville. We do a lot of work for um, the city and large, large corporations here in town. You're also a teacher. Talk about that. I'm also a teacher. I, I teach at Vanderbilt University. Um, and we teach one class a year because mm-hmm. I'm also trying to run my business. But um, it's important to me to educate young people because me doing one thing myself it doesn't benefit the world that much. But if I can teach 30 kids and they go teach 30 people, then it starts to add up. And so um, it's really important to me as a community service to give back and um, and teach the students and and plus they're so fun and um, exciting and interested and they they always are surprising me. Uh, okay, I, I, I want to build off that because my audience is educators and retired educators. So you just put a hearty endorsement onto that calling with your last statement. I mean, what obviously you keep doing this. You don't have to do this. What's, what's teaching mean? To, what, what's it mean to you? Um, it's, it's really important to me. And I, um, I, I work really hard at it. And every year I think, oh, I'll just take last year's stuff and regurgitate it and do right. it. And then about two months before my class starts, I start reworking it and get, you know, finding new articles. And then I have to change the quiz questions and that means I have to test change the test questions and mm-hmm. um, it's just important to me to stay current and um, and educate these students so that when they go out they may not get green jobs they might not be you know a green accountant or a solar panel installer um, but if they work for a bank and they they know about solar panels and someone comes in and says I want to put, I want to install solar panels in third world countries, they might be more inclined to give them a loan. So right. it really impacts what they do in the future. I love it, man. And they might put them on their home. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so uh, you are a person who's pretty humble, but there's something that you get out of teaching too. I mean, you talked a lot about the world. You talked a lot about your students. What do you get out of it? I get um, I get really excited when I when I teach because my enthusiasm comes out and yes um, I can say well I want you to read this article but it's wrong in this in this area or this book might might say this but it's not exactly right because in the real world it's this way and so I feel like I can impart truth to the yeah. students and um, and bring them to a place. Like I can, I can help them not do the things I did, right? So, like especially with the environmentalism right now, it's it seems like it's a very polarizing political thing, you know. What, but I'm but I grew up uh, in a Republican family in California in the '70s and '80s, and um, my family was really into sustainability. It was yeah. called, it was called conservation. 
Right. Um, so I can help them by ex- educating them. And that just helps me. It makes me feel good that I'm yeah. allowing them to skip over some of the, the dumb stuff that I did <laughs> so that they don't have to make my mistakes. And um, it's just, it makes me feel good. I get so much um, uh, just power and love it, man. That Wonderful. Like positivity from them. Uh, you know, yeah, that, great. that was my guess that you were going to get around to that last few statements that there is like a euphoria that you get from presenting a good lesson that's hard to match anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, you, exactly. so, so you're feel you're feeling me on that one. Yeah, I'm totally feeling you. <laughs> you're right. Okay, now, all right. Now I'm going to speculate uh, here and sometimes that gets me into trouble, but I'm confident about it. So you started this business in 94. How old were your children? Zero. Okay, didn't have uh, children yet, but but I but soon. I actually was um, I was uh, I was three months pregnant. I okay, know, all right. I didn't know I was pregnant. Um, and I won't go into too many details, but a lot of women kind of don't have the same cycle every month, and so I was like, ah, I skipped a a, a month yeah. or two, no big deal, and um. So I started this business in June and six months later, wow. my first daughter was born in, in December. I was wondering about that timing. As soon as you said 1994, I, I know roughly how old your, your offspring are, but yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, man, that must've been about the same time. So you starting this business, which is unbelievable, unbelievably demanding. Uh, you're married and uh, your husband was a doctor, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So, so he was an incredibly busy guy. Yes. You were an incredibly busy woman. Right. Then you get pregnant. Right. And I'll bet you still kept moving, didn't you? I, I did. I did. I still, <laughs> That's beautiful. I still kept, kept moving. Um, and it worked great um, until, except I did have a little brain fog, you know, when you're pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. I remember. Well, I, I don't know, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> You, I, yeah, well, you get that. It's kind of yeah. like COVID brain fog. And yeah. I, I remember, had that. <laughs> I, I've never missed a class in like all my years of teaching. Mm-hmm. And, and one day I walked in to the gym and I saw the, the woman who ran the aerobics program and she said, hey, Tiffany, good to see you. You know, I think um, what happened yesterday? And I said, nothing, you know, everything's good. And she goes, well, did you have a sub for yesterday? And I looked at her like, no, what are you talking about? Yeah. She goes, she's no one showed up to your, you didn't, you didn't show yeah. up to class yesterday. <laughs> and I, I mean, not only had I not showed up to class, I didn't remember that I even was supposed to. So that, that, that part of your life was a blur. Yes. And I actually taught aerobics the day I delivered that, that first child. I didn't do it the second time because I was smarter, but might've been like, might've been what <laughs> induced everything. <laughs> I know. That's so true. I bet you, I bet you had a lot. I bet that was. I bet you had a lot of supporters in that room that really kept an eye on you. I did. I had a lot of supporters, and I have some of the same students in my class today. So oh great. Um, here oh we great. Are, Twenty six so, years later. So here we have this woman who is doing everything, and pregnant on top of it, and being active. So in your view. When, when people say that they are too busy to move, mm-hmm. 
they need to move past that excuse. Yes, they do. And and I run into it all the time. I mean, all mm-hmm. of us are super busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a woman in my who takes my classes. Um, she takes every single one of my classes. Um, her name is Patsy Campbell, and she's 76. And she's a lawyer. She's still practicing. She practices family law. And um, she has grandchildren, and she's a full life. Uh, she's married, and um, she and her husband go to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. And um, I teach some of my classes on Zoom. Um, during COVID, I switched to Zoom, and I still do some of them on there. And we save them on YouTube. And if if I if she can't get to a class, she does one of my YouTube classes. And the other day, she told me that she had a day over Christmas where it, she was just super busy and kids, the kids and the grandkids were coming and she just decided I'm not going to exercise today. And she said it was so terrible that she made a commitment to herself and told mm-hmm. all her family that she was always going to put exercise first and they were going to come second. Yeah. And that by putting exercise first, that really meant that she was going to be a better parent, grandparent and friend. And uh, she just said, I schedule it on my calendar first. That's what I do. And she likes to sleep in. And I know, Jim, you're an early morning person. Um, she just says like, when I get up, you know, I, I get up, I get to the gym by eight or nine. Um, I know you're a 5 a.m. riser. Unfortunately. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't matter what time you get up or when you go. Um, as long as you pencil it in for the day and somehow move. Um, I love it. Now, now you said her name is Becky. You say her name was Patsy. Patsy. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to make a, another assumption here, which could backfire, but I bet Patsy has outstanding posture for a 76 year old. She does. And the other day um, we were doing, we were doing pigeon pose. So I don't know. Mm -hmm anyone knows what that is but you go from down sure. dog where you're right. upside down in a v you put one leg up in the air and you bring it through and you bend it and you sit on it to like stretch your hip right and i looked up and watched her do it she lifted she did her down dog it was perfect she lifted that leg swung it through didn't touch the ground like lifted it up used her core set the leg down sat up it was she was like in this perfect posture and i stopped i stopped the class and just said, okay, everyone watch Patsy. She That's awesome. Perfectly. And um, yeah, she's she's amazing. So that must, I bet that made her feel good. I bet yeah. that made, yeah, got it, man. All right. So what, you know, I've speculated on some things today with you and I've been successful. Now I'm going to do some more speculating and I might not be successful. I'm going to try. Okay. But I like to try to build a podcast around a problem. And so this is the problem as I suspect it for a lot of my listeners, you know, it is natural to lose mobility as you age. When you start to lose something, it's totally understandable to get discouraged and to just kind of give up. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and a great example, Tiffany, is my ridiculous sprint workout that I do on a weekly basis. I'm not that fast anymore. Like when I was a young man, I could pick him up and lay him down, man. And it would be very easy to look at that and say, well, for crying out loud, man, I, why, why am I doing this? But when I go over there and I do my old man sprints 
I walk off that football field feeling 30 years younger. Yep. Yeah. And like a superstar. Right. Right. You are a superstar. (laughs) Thanks. You know, I mean, think about that. Like the fact that you can do that and, um, and, you know, compare yourself to people of your, of your age. Right. Super, super duper superstar. Well, listen, I appreciate that, but, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go a little further here. I'm going to define mobility in an incredibly simple way. It's just mobility is the ability to move freely and easily. Right. So now I'd like you to do a couple things or three things, actually. I'd like to, I'd like you to evaluate my speculation on the problem that a lot of folks our age face when it comes to mobility. Right. I'd like you to evaluate the definition I've supplied you with. And once again, it's just the mobility is the ability to move freely and easily. And then I'd like you to describe what motivates you at age 58 to, to keep as much mobility as possible. So one, evaluate my, my, uh, my problem analysis. What do you think of that? I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Um, and I don't know what motivates me except that I know what unmotivates me and that's what I don't work out. I feel awful. Um, Good answer. And I, don't, I don't do something and I don't always go to the gym and work out. I, I walk a lot um, and I love to stretch. So yeah. I'm always stretching. Right. And, um, one of the things that's, that someone told now as a ballet dancer, the, you know, stretching is you have to go to the nth degree and the higher your leg is, the better and, you know, pushing it to the limits and all that. But then when I got into group exercise and fitness, I actually learned that um, stretching is a little bit like that um, Bible story, you know, where the, the woman, the old woman gives Jesus her last coin and and the, all the rich, the rich people are giving money, but she's giving her last coin. And stretching, I feel like is kind of like that, mm-hmm. where if you have a lot to give, great, go touch your toes. If you don't, you're just going as far as you can go to, till you feel a stretch on your muscle. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to go far. You don't have to go far if you to just feel a stretch. And so it's just getting your muscles stretched out. And it does, so it doesn't matter if it's an inch or a foot that you just go to your place where it feels good and, um, and condition those muscles and keep them pliable and moving. And I've noticed, um, my range of motion is, is going. And, um, I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you look over your shoulder, like you're Mm -hmm. turning your head to look, look back, if you look over your your right shoulder, um, you can probably turn further to the right because um, for all of us who are in our 50s, we didn't have backup cameras. And so we yeah. put our right hand out and look over our shoulder to back out. And we so we're always twisting that way, but I can't twist as far to the left. And so I've been practicing That's yeah. twisting to the left, looking to the left, turning my eyes to the left as far as I can. And you know, when you're where your eyes go, your body follows. So my eyes go left, my head goes left, my spine goes left. And I've been, I've been working on that and just keeping that range of motion 
you know, tilting my head and head right. circles and um, just keeping, keeping the ligaments and muscles supple so that they, they're um, lubricated and, and able to move. I love what you said there. And it, it makes me think about something that I love about stretch. Well, two things that I love about stretching. It's free. <laughs> yes. You don't have to go to a yoga class and spend 30 minutes there. I mean, you don't have to drive anywhere. You can do it anywhere. Exactly. I mean, you can do it in the freaking car. I mean, you can exactly. do it. You can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I love what you said about, you know, this is a self-contained thing. And if you're in a competitive mode, then you have lost the battle. Exactly. Because Tiffany Wilmot is more flexible than James Sturdivant. And that's, <laughs> that's just the way it is. But if I'm obsessed with her, and I'm sure you preach this in your yoga classes, but it's, it's one thing to say it. It's really hard when you're in there and you look at somebody else and they're flexible exactly. and they're your age and you feel like you should be that flexible. You, you need to get over that because when you are stretching, it should feel really good. Now, something else you said that I thought was so interesting is you started talking about your neck flexibility. Mm-hmm. If you start to look at stretching kind of like a scavenger hunt, you will find not only tight muscle groups, but you will also find imbalances. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those imbalances are not necessarily apparent unless like you were surprised by your imbalance. Right. right. And you're and you're somebody that focuses on this on a regular basis. I did this thing called a functional movement screen, which I got online. It's just this little thing that, that tests range of motion and found out that I could not turn to my right as easily as I could turn to my left. And I'm like, why? Why can't I do that? <laughs> I mean, my mind is telling my body to do this and I, I can't do it. So I started working on it. And I started to do some, some stretches for that. And Tiffany, I don't know if you have this experience. This is, this has been one of the downsides to me for aging, but I used to go to a chiropractor and he would push on my back and it would crack beautifully. It just, it just doesn't do that anymore. No, It does not. not. So I, I got into some of these stretches and all of a sudden my back started to crack again. Wow. And so I was like, Oh, and like nobody was pushing on me, you know, I mean, I was just, I was just in a position and just holding it and kind of moving a little bit and there it goes. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I haven't heard, I haven't felt that in 20 years. And so, so I think that if you look at mobility more as a scavenger hunt, as opposed to a competition, then you're, then you're in the right mindset. Right. Right. And I don't know about you, but when for me to be able to stretch, like I cannot, I don't walk into a yoga class and just go, I've got to be warm. And sometimes at this time of year, especially I never warm up in in that class. And so I always make sure that I warm up, whether it's um, if I'm going to work out here at my house, I, Mm -hmm. um, I take the dog for a walk first. Yeah. Walking man, just walk, go get outside and get the blood pumping. And then I'll come in and do weights and I have, I don't know if you, you can see the treadmill behind me that I have mm-hmm. it set up with a little desk on it so that I can do my email while I, and I'll just walk really slowly, like, you know, 
one or two miles an hour. That's right. <laughs> Super slowly. And, um, and it just keeps me moving throughout the day. Or like right now I'm sitting on a um, civility <laughs> ball. I was wondering. <laughs> You're just going up and down. <laughs> I didn't know if it was that or like a little trampoline or something. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't know. It's like a mini trampoline. That's right. Um, but I'm kind of always moving. And um, and so anyway, I, I do make sure I warm up first. Yeah. And then where I stretch or do yoga, um, I use that um, down dog. Yeah. It's a yoga app and I love it. I really think that's one of the best apps around. I like that statement you just made. In other words, you you're not driving anywhere. You're just yeah. pulling something off your phone or tablet or whatever and using it. Exactly. Now, I'm, I'm going to make a statement that I don't know, probably won't surprise you, but you know, you get tired of doing whatever. So I was doing some yoga for a while. And I got, I got tired of it. I got tired of doing down dogs. I got tired of doing sun salutations. It's like, Oh my gosh, I'm sick of doing these. Yeah. Exactly. So, so here is where, you know, you and I, would have a hard time imagining this when we were younger, but you can go on YouTube and you can type in 10 minute mobility routine for the thoracic spine and you can get great exactly. stuff. Exactly. exactly. And a 10 minute uh, mobility routine for tight hips and you can get great stuff. So what I like to do is I like to change things up and, and Tiffany, I just do it in my home, man. I get up in the morning. I walk the dog around the neighborhood, warm up some, like you said, come back in, pull a mobility routine that's 10 minutes long off YouTube and do it. That's great. That, that's, a, that's a great idea. And plus, it, then it just keeps it interesting and, mm -hmm. and different. Um, something that um, happened to me a couple, this is about 10 years ago. I am, um, you know, I get, get dressed in the morning and I have my suit, my makeup and my jewelry and you know, looking, like looking fly. <laughs> I'm supposed to look to be. Yeah, person. yeah. <laughs> and and um, so I I'm, and I go to meetings, and this is pre-COVID, obviously. And I go to meet this guy who is um, head of the construction department for a, the largest health care organization in the world, and I he says. Um, okay, well, we can make this a rose garden meeting. And I'm thinking, what, what mm -hmm. are you talking about? And um, so his office was directly across the street from Centennial Park, which has a rose garden in it. Yeah, right. And um, you've been there probably. Yeah. So I go to his office and I find him and he says, all right, let's go. And um, so we walk out the door and we just start walking around the park for our meeting. And um, I said, this is the best meeting I've ever yeah. had. This is like, I'm going to do this like yeah. from now on. And he said, well, um, the reason I do it is I had Hodgkin's lymphoma and I thought I was going to die. And I started, I, I had to exercise and I started doing as many meetings as I could where I didn't have to write things down um, over across the street and like in the rose garden um, because it's so beautiful and it made me happy and got me outside. And he said, and anyway, he, he beat cancer and he was in remission and he was still doing it. And he said, you know, you can take this and copy me and you can skip the, the cancer part. So wow. Um, wow. I've been doing that ever since. Whenever I, whenever I can have a meeting outside, I'll just ask the person to meet me at the park and, and walk and, 
Um, and so I think it's, especially when you're retired, you know, you, that's a really good way to have camaraderie and, um, great get point out, get outside and yeah. talk to people. I mean, I, almost every day I walk with someone, mm -hmm. um, whether, and I have a lot of good neighbors, which is great. Um, just, I just love to walk. And so it's a great time to, to communicate too, because you're not staring at the person and you don't have any of those awkward silences. You're just looking straight ahead. And um, it's just a great way to talk and, and get close to other people. Great story. I'm going to ask you a tough question, or maybe a tough question. I'm, ask, I'm going to ask you a, a provocative question. Okay. <laughs> Whether it's tough or not, I don't know. You seem to handle things pretty well. Let's see. Regardless of how fit you are or how youthful you appear, and you do. I, I did not know you were 58. I thought you were much younger. Well, you're nice to say that. Thank you. Or, or how committed you are to mobility. You know, we all have a shelf life. And aging is a bitch, you know, just it's, it's no fine. How do you cope with it? Um, how do you cope with aging? Um, I not very well. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I, I like I like everyone else have issues. Um, mm -hmm. I have two autoimmune diseases. Um, one of them is uh, something called psoriatic arthritis. So I, mm -hmm. I have arthritis, which means that um, my joints are stiff and sore and painful and I take medication, but then that medication has side effects. So, um, um, of like dumbing down my immune system, which is not a great thing during COVID. Yeah. So like balancing is, is the only thing I can say. And that means that I don't get an A plus in anything. Right. I get like a B, B, B plus in most everything. And, and I'm okay with that. Um, and as I get older, it might go to a B, B minus, C plus. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but not expecting yourself, um, you know, I guess as a, as a teacher, when you go into the, the classroom, sometimes you just like, you kill it. You're just like, I did an awesome job. Right. And then sometimes you come in and you have a cold or you've maybe taken cold medicine or you haven't gotten enough sleep and you still give it a hundred percent, but you're not performing at that peak level, but you still gave it a hundred percent. So you still tried your hardest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the key, I think, is just to try your best. And even if you're not attaining perfection every time, um, would you keeping yourself from getting injured? Would you, would you agree uh, with this statement that I have read on more than one occasion from some outstanding sources that as you age, you, tend to get a little happier. Yes, agreed. I mean, that is, I mean, what the hell? I mean, as far as like boxes to check, that's a pretty good one to check. It's a great box to check. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you happier than when you were 35? I'm much happier. And, there you go. And Me too. It's, it's not the big things. It's those little, it's the little things that yeah. are um, making me happy. It's you know, hearing my daughter's voice when she comes in the door or um, seeing a bird land on my bird feeder. Um, yeah. I'm really into birds. So I, I'm always feeding, <laughs> filling those bird feeders. And um, that just makes me really happy. Or just so a sunny day. I guess my only advice to you is uh, when I ask you that question about aging, you know, 
I can hear the remorse in your voice. I mean, I have the same remorse. I look, I look at my uh, face in the mirror and think who the hell's that sometimes. I mean, I, yeah, I mean all that stuff, but I am a happier person. And, and, and that's a great inventory to, to keep front and center on a regular basis. Agreed. And you're already a happy person. So I, <laughs> well, thank you. Now, better. last, last question, but I'm going to slide one in that was unexpected. And you might not be able to answer it, but when do you think you'll retire? Um, I don't know. Okay. I mean, uh, that I, doesn't surprise me that you respond that way. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I probably will start to cut back um, mm -hmm. in the next two years and maybe work. I'd like to, What I'd like to do is work like 10 hours a week. Um, and um, I have a, a great kind of right-hand person in my company who I've been grooming to take over. And so um, if that works out, then I'll just step back and um, let my employees take over and, yeah. and run it. Um, and, and they all help me with these classes too. So yeah, um, maybe you could get more into teaching at that point. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Perfect, man. And then one piece of advice for retired educator. What do you got? Wow. Since I'm not retired, I don't know if I have. Uh, hey, there's a lot of 58-year-old retired teachers. One one piece of advice for a 58-year-old woman. Um, well, since we're talking about mobility, I guess I'll just say that just moving is important. And, and you know, we've talked about um, this like earlier is just, just doing something, you know, whether yeah. it's a walk or whatever. And if you decide, you know, okay, I want to work out 30 minutes a day, you can even break that up into 30, 10 minute walks or push-ups in the morning. And then, you know, you know, and weights in the afternoon, you know, the daggone Fitbit, which gets a lot of criticism <laughs> is I think one of the greatest things to get people off the rear end. Exactly. I mean, exactly. just no, buy, buy a Fitbit and start hitting 10,000 steps every day. That's all you got to do, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. Just keep keep moving and keep keep um, reaching out to other friends because. Yeah, that's important. That, like, you know, we, it's more people. I think more and more people are staying home and we're not we're not engaging with our friends and you know, you need to have friends, but they need friends too. So you're doing them a favor by calling them and asking if they want to go for a walk mm -hmm. or if you don't want to go for a walk, go for a cup of coffee somewhere. But just engaging with people, I think, as we age is, is super important. And um, another way to do that is by volunteering. You know, there you we're, go. <laughs> we're living so much longer and yeah. there's so many people who need help and kids need to be read to and flowers need to be planted and you know, trees and parks need to be like, you know, helped with weeding. And um, there's just so much out there, whatever you like to do, just go find something you like and do it. And if you like that suggestion, listen to episode two, because that's what it's all about. Oh. <laughs> hey, listen, so my wife and I, Penny, we're going to come down and visit you guys in late hey. March. And I'm going to put this out there right now. We need to go um, we need to take my brother. Yes. All four of us. We need to go and do a great hike. Okay. We'll go to the fiery gizzard. Perfect, man. Perfect. Yes. That, that's in That's in Southern Tennessee, right? Down by Chattanooga. It, it's, um, yeah, it's uh, in where Sewanee is. Um, yeah. 
So right. yeah, it's on. Let's do it. East, east of I'll, us. So. I was hoping you'd say that. Yes, that, that's <laughs> great. It's a great place. Um, um, there's we have we're really blessed with a lot of parks yeah. and beautiful areas here in Tennessee. So. Well, all right, young lady. Yeah, what what's she gonna do after this? You said you've already I'm moved. Walk. And that's perfect. <laughs> have you done your mobility for the day? I have. Oh, geez. I'll do some more. Yeah, I have a lot of emails to do. So, I'm and my brother Mark says that you like to do uh, handstands against the wall and see how long you can hold it. I, I do. I do a handstand and a back bend every day. Every Good for you, man. <laughs> so, uh, so what's your record time wise? Have you time yourself? I, I don't. Um, maybe he, uh, yeah. So, I, I hold it, I do both of them for 30 seconds. Okay. And, I was gonna, um, I was gonna say what, whatever your record is, let's see if we can beat, beat it. Today. Well, just it just has to be more than thirty seconds. I saw I saw a guy. This is last quick story. I saw a guy on um, I don't know some on online somewhere. He was ninety and he was doing he every day he does a backflip off the diving board. Damn, you can find this. And yeah. so I thought, well, I can't do a backflip, but I'm able to do a handstand and a back bend. So I guess you could. I'm gonna do that every day. And then hopefully when I'm 90, I'll still be able to do it. Amen, man. Amen. And hey, listen, you keep doing what you're doing and, and be that great role model for those Vanderbilt students and then change the world with your company. Oh, thanks, Jim. Take care. So good to talk with you. So here we are at the What You Can Do About It section, and I'd love for you to check out the link I put on the first bullet on the episode page. It's, a, it's the book entitled Movement by Gray Cook. And Gray Cook is a very famous figure in the mobility realm. He works with professional sports teams. He, he's a big deal. And he wrote this book called Movement, in which it talks about something called a functional movement screen, in which you can take yourself through these five tests, and you can see where you have imbalances. And I, I talked about one of those in the episode. And it, it's an important book. It's a really good book. So I, I would encourage you to check that out. The next thing I'd like you to do is I'd like you to go on a 10-minute mobility routine hunt, like a scavenger hunt on YouTube. That's where I find a lot of my great stuff. Try a yoga class. I mean, and if you don't want to drive to a yoga class, again, you can use YouTube and find great 30-minute yoga routines. But uh, a yoga class is fun. It, it, it you know gives you some community, a sense of community. You'll, you'll get some great instruction. And I've done a lot of yoga classes in my day, and... I love them. I'm just a little tired of them right now. I hope I didn't poison the well too much in the episode. And then I want you, this is so important, after you try some mobility, take an inventory of how you feel after a mobility routine. I'm going to wager that you feel pretty good. <laughs> and then as Tiffany promotes, you need to get out and get moving. Take at least one walk today. Take at least one walk every day. I do more than one absolutely enriches my life. Hey, it's easy to look at young, supple folks and get discouraged. But you need to consider how wonderful you feel after practicing some mobility. That's your body telling you, please keep doing this. Thanks for listening and please visit us at theretiredteachercoach.com. Listen to every episode of the Retired Teacher Coach podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Goodbye for now.